Good day, it's Thursday. Welcome here to sportsstars.ie. A bit different this week, but don't look at your calendars. Don't need to make a change. We are here for Sports Stars Camogie. Of course, with a bonus podcast this week with the launch of the TG Car All-Ireland Ladies Football team of the, Teams of the Championship. Sports Stars Camogie moves to Thursday this week, but no less exciting and plenty to talk about. Coming up later on, we will hear from Grace Walsh, a nominee for Senior Player of the Year 2020. Grace Walsh talks about winning the All-Ireland with Kenny, COVID-19 and her hopes for next year in the Black and Amber. And we also talked to Michael McMullen from the County Derry Post, a media award winner of the Camogie Association Awards last Saturday night. Michael talks to us about well, what the award means for them in the Derry Post and Derry Camogie and Slot Neil and what to expect over the next few months. With that being said, before we get to all that, I'm Darren Kelly. Let's look at some of the news uh, that took place in the recent days well i'd start with the government announcement um no i you know there was a bit of confusion at the time we've already done our rant here in sports stars we're not going doing it again we said at the time based on what's been said it'll be may before we see action i think it was just a frustration for a while when people thought that it was happening and obviously somebody putting this government roadmap together made a bit of a boo-boo um or maybe they just never corrected a previous boo-boo because there was rumours before the Six Nations and rugby that it might be illegal. So look, we've got the whole of the system. It's disappointing because uh, we don't understand why the GA, the Camogie Association, the LGFA have lost their elite stars. Certainly now the way people are feeling, uh, senior inter-county action return would be great, but it not to be. Hopefully he'll be back in Maybank holiday afterwards and we just have to try and get through it until then. But And here on Sports Stars, we will keep the show going for as long as we can as well. And based on the feedback we're getting so far, I don't see any reason why we won't take you right up to the start of what we hope are the National Leagues in May. That's the first bit of news. Secondly, well, even bigger news than that. When action does return in May, sadly for Corkamogi fans, we won't be seeing Gemma O'Connor, the nine-time All-Ireland winner and 11-time All-Star, has retired from inter-county Camogie's called time on a 19-year career where she broke all records going. Uh, a great ambassador for the game, a great ambassador for Cork Camogie. A pleasure to have seen her play, to be in the commentary box to watch her in action. Um, Gemma O'Connor, forgive the pun, was quite simply a gem, a jewel um, for Cork Camogie, a jewel for Camogie, full stop. And Gemma, we wish you the very, very best of luck. Of course, don't be one bit surprised. We will phone some stage, try and do, uh, do something, have a chat. But we wish Gemma the very very best of luck um staying with cork uh come on corky this weekend so give us support five kilometers great fundraiser going on so many people involved including uh cork camogie players paulie murray the manager people outside camogie as well and spare john Fremont flanagan is going to do it twice one is in a role as a member of the cork camogie pr team and the other as an intermediate player so we're here in sports stars we're getting behind come on corky this weekend we hope you do too during February, day, Waterford Camogie, uh, we're doing a virtual walk to Crow Park. Um, there's still time to support them as well. All these funds very, very important for teams this year, as we've often mentioned, due to 
um, normal fundraising activities uh, not really being possible with everything that's going on in the world at the moment. So come on, come on, Corky, get behind them, please, and give a bit of support, a couple of euro, a fiver, whatever you can spare. Congratulations to Claire Hare, who is the new Claire Camogie captain for 2021, the Um Captain has been a, ride, a pure leader. We have spoken to her before here on Sports Stats, and we wish Claire the very, very best of luck. Um, her county, the banner, Claire, uh, had a productive 2020, making the All Ireland quarterfinals for the first time in six years. And they look to repeat that feat again this year. They'll have to do a door up, Marie Scanlon and Ashley Corbett, who are not in the panel this year, but Joe O'Connell has named his captain. His captain is Claire Hare. And the best of luck, Claire. Best of luck as well to Tipperary Camogie on their brand new YouTube channel, Tipperary Camogie TV. They'll do videos, interviews. Lots of things about the game um, to keep you updated on everything that's happening in the Premier County. And we wish everyone there involved very, very best of luck. And also to Roisin Howard, who's been doing PE lessons on the Tipperary Camogie Facebook page every Thursday. It's at 12 o'clock on a Thursday, but of course you'll get the video afterwards as well. So if you haven't been following that, check in with Roisin Howard and uh, keep everybody active as well. We know that a lot of the children are going back to school next week and hopefully everyone will be back by the end of the month or straight after the Easter holidays. But keep them active with those um, PE lessons on the Camogie Tipperary Facebook page and also for us older children as well. No harm checking that out and well done, Roisin. We've already mentioned before and we retweeted uh, Kildare Camogie are doing a skills video every week. It's Kira Egan from Clean on this week's um, skill. I think they're doing six weeks in total. So if you're looking to practice the skills of Camogie, get advice from Kildare and get advice from Kira this week. Susan Erner, the Offaly Senior Camogie Manager, has finalised her backroom team for 2021. JP O'Mara, Ger Scales and Audrey Kennedy in as coaches. She has Dave Gate and Maeve Mannion in doing fitness. Connor McNamee, nutritionist and video analysis from Brian O'Sullivan. As we've had to, we've mentioned before, we've had Susan on the show. An All-Ireland winner, a Puckfada All-Ireland champion, two-time All-Star. She'll inject some new life in Offaly Camogie and try and get them back up near the top of the ladder but also a nice uh, message or note that we got here of course we've mentioned on sports as camogie numerous times over the last month there's awfully camogie did their run-a-ton back at the beginning of february raised over eleven thousand. and do you know what it's nice to see the two codes camogie and uh, football get together every now and again and support each other and the awfully intermediate footballers were supportive of their camogie counterparts and uh, to show their gratitude uh, susan erner made the presentation of 1000 euro to the awfully um, senior ladies football manager gary daly so great to see the two codes working together it should be happening in every county as I say, it's plenty of big news this week. Congratulations, Anne and Angela Downey, the famous Kilkenny Twins, 12-time All-Ireland winners. And that's just a plane. They've both had hands in Kilkenny subsequent two victories in the last few years. They have been inducted into the Irish Independent Hall of Fame. And no two more deserving people to be there. Well done, Anne. Well done, Angela we have it and Downey on the fair green before if you want to check it on sportsstars.ie and I was delighted to hear that news during the week. 
Saturday the 6th of March, the All-Stars in Camogie. No nominees this year, as we mentioned to you last week, but there's uh, nominations across the board at senior, intermediate and junior, and their own respective teams in those departments will be picked on the day. Best luck to everyone involved. We have Grace Walsh uh, from Kilkenny coming up on the show in the next couple of moments. And finally, to finish off the introduction... Again, we'd like to thank everybody for all the wonderful messages we got for winning our own Komoki Association Media Award last Saturday, the digital promotion category at the Komoki Association Awards. And thanks, everybody. It was great to be part of the show. I got to be interviewed myself by Killian Whelan along with the Kenny PRO, Aoife Lanigan. And there was volunteers across the whole country uh, winners as well plus six media award winners a great day out and I just really want to thank some people that have been very helpful with our Camogie coverage here on Sports Stars uh, they ran out of time with the show Colleen Duffy as you know Colleen's done an awful lot of work for us since we started up in July and he'll be back with Sports Stars Live sometime in the near future and of course to all Ireland winning captains Imelda Hobbins and Rena Buckley they were with us on the shows last year on both this show and the Curtain Razor, two legends of the game and we couldn't do what we're doing without you on the Camogie uh, side of things. So I want to thank them as well, thank everybody who supported us and I hope you continue to do so and we'll get through this together and I do sincerely hope we are back out on the field of play. Speaking of the media awards, of course, the local media award went to the County Derry Post. Michael McMullen, their sports editor, will be coming up with us later in the show. But now it's time to meet our first guest. And coming up after the break, she is one of three nominees alongside Denise Cole from her own county and Galway, Shauna Healy, that will be named senior camogie player of 2020 on saturday week she had a storming performance at midfield in the all-ireland finalist kilkenny beat galway and i'm delighted that she's joining us here on sports Stars camogie after the break we'll be hearing from kilkenny's grace walsh i like listening to sports Stars because he has famous celebrities and i guess listen to him darren kelly now I'm delighted to be joined by one of the senior Camogie Player of the Year nominees from Kilkenny, Grace Walsh. And Grace, first, congratulations on the nomination. Thanks very much, Darren. I'm not going to lie, it was a big shock for me when I, I, I got a message from one of the club girls at home saying congratulations on the nomination. And I was like, what nomination? Um, and she was like, please don't tell me you don't know that you've got nominated for Player of the Year, but... I was like, well, I do now. <laughs> but look, it was a big shock. And obviously, I'm hugely honoured to be nominated uh, beside the two girls, I suppose. But um, I, I wouldn't really be expecting it to go much further than that. Um, and I suppose we set out to to, to win win All-Ireland Finals. Um, so anything after that is, is just a bonus. But as I said, a bit of a shock to myself. Well, Grace, I'm going to tell you as a Galway man, it wasn't any of a shock to myself personally because your performances in defence were consistent and then it was like a rabbit out of the hat. Uh, for those outside Kilkenny would not have been used to seeing you in midfield against a well-regarded Galway midfield and you certainly made an imprint in the All-Ireland final in December. Oh, well, I suppose, you know, uh, we played Galway again last year um, and then we kind of, we went into 2020 then 
we didn't perform that well in the league. Our last league game was against Cork back in March, and you know it was we we put out a very poor performance. So I think the break because of COVID kind of did us the world good. We got to go back to our clubs, really enjoy the club scene, um, and I think we brought that enjoyment into back into training. Then when we got back together in September, so I think. After after the club scene, we just were like, we're not letting this behind us this year. And I suppose we felt very lucky that we got to play. Um, so we played with a lot more freedom, more enjoyment. Um, so I think going out in the final against Galway this year, I actually had played midfield at my club for the for our championship. And I just it, it was one of the first times I played there really. And I just loved every minute of it. Um, so in my own head, I was like, Geez, I'd love to play midfield now with Kenny this year, but I, I'd never have the courage to say that, I suppose. And then when we went back with Kenny, in my own head, I was like, right, if they if they try me midfield in the first couple of challenge matches or, or in-house games, I might have a shot. But they didn't. I was back cornerback and wing back. So I was like, right, that dream is out the window. You know, uh, for me, once I'm playing on the starting team, I, I was happy enough to have happy enough to be playing. So then the semi-final, I, I was between wing and cornerback. Um, and then a couple of days later, Brian called me and he was like, um, how would you feel about going out to play in the field? And I was, I swear to God, I was on such a high. I just could not wait just to have a go at it. And I think I was just on such a buzz for the final then. I just, I, I it was just like, I'm just going to let rip um, and I'm just going to play my own game. And uh, I suppose that's kind of what I did. And I think everybody together, as a team just play with played with pure freedom and we just enjoyed it and and worked really hard and, and I think that's kind of probably what done it for us for, for, for us this year as you said letting rip as well and of course that's what the Kenny team did in general too because as you touched on there the league there's new management the league in 2020 wasn't great but you wouldn't mind that half as much and if anything, Grace, and we're probably guilty with here in sports last year, you probably never got the respect you deserved throughout the championship campaign with the performances you were putting in until you turned it around against Cork and took off from there. Yeah, well, I suppose people were probably very focused on the other group um, with Cork and Galway being in the same group. Um, and I don't know, the, the, yeah, I suppose there wasn't too much talk really, but for us, we were just getting to know ourselves again learning how to play together because obviously when we were training it was just all in-house games and and as tough as they are they're still very different from the real thing so I suppose in the group stages then we we were really just trying to learn about ourselves and and to be honest as a team we wouldn't be very focused on on what media are saying about us so we were just trying to learn and improve as each game went on and and um, I suppose the boys, uh, the, the management team there, they, they weren't doing a whole lot of talking about what any media coverage were saying about us. So we were just focusing on ourselves and, and what we could do to be the best um, to come out on top in each game. So I think that kind of worked for us. Was it a relief to finally get to Hull Ireland after like how close you'd come in the previous few years? Like I was there with you after the final whistle when you were doing post-match interviews and just by pure bad luck, you and me missed each other on the occasion. Yeah. But the but the general feeling among all the players from Denise and, and uh, Lucinda and everyone was just like, you're so happy, delighted and so looking forward to going home uh, to celebrate with the family. Yeah, I suppose relief is one word you could use. Um, I've definitely felt relief in a lot of matches before in all my years playing but the end of the final whistle this year was just pure joy um, and ecstasy like I just 
I actually couldn't describe it. Like every time I think about it now, I just can't stop smiling. Um, I feel like I'm nearly reliving the moment. And it's it was just it was just a moment that was full of emotion and and just pure happiness. Just that we, I suppose, did it for ourselves. We proved to ourselves that you know we we all knew how good we were as a team um and i suppose we probably hadn't um shown that really on on, on the big occasions but i suppose this year we did re- we really played to our best um so i think it was just pure happiness that final whistle um and, and a little bit of relief um also but it, it was definitely one that that we won't forget and when it well deserved too after the heartbreaks that she had in recent years. If you don't mind me asking, because of course I mentioned about players going home to spend with family. I know your time at home has been very, very limited, if even not at all, based on your work as a clinical nurse as well. Um, how difficult have you found that, especially over the last few months? Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely been very hard this time around, I suppose. Well, we'll say when I was training... I wasn't really going home to my home house. I was going from Dublin purely just straight to training and back up because it was too hard to actually go home to my home house because my mom, you know, she'd want an old hug here and there and, and you feel bad then when you don't give it to her. So it, it has been difficult. Um, I haven't been home now. I've got to go home for a nice stint over Christmas. So really made the most of that and enjoyed it. But I haven't been home now since then. Um, So it's definitely been hard, but... Hopefully it, it'll be worth worth the wait once I do get home eventually. Um, but obviously I you know I have to put my parents and my family first, like everybody else does with with anybody that they meet. You know, I've, uh, other people's health is is more important than you know getting to see your family at this moment in time. And you know I've seen it firsthand in work. I suppose what the virus can do, and you know I would I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So I suppose we just have to to take it like that and and just just know that what what we're doing and not seeing our families is is for the for the better of of people's health. So and that's the most important thing. But hopefully, it'll be sooner rather than later. You can bridge that. Just a couple of questions, yeah. Grace, before I let you go. Um, it's two months since the All Ireland. We're gearing towards twenty twenty one. We had Brian on the show a few weeks ago as well. Um, have you been just tipping away there and like ourselves, just waiting to see what announcements are coming and when we can get back to action? Yeah, absolutely. Everything is kind of up in the air still at the moment. We were back. We had like training plans in place and we were doing that but then I suppose when the going back to training kind of extended and they kind of gave us a bit of a break now again so I suppose what we got was a lot of different options hurling drills and running drills that we can do but it's all optional um so there's no pressure on us there but I think you know anyone that's playing at inter-county level wants to keep fit all the time so I I, I'm presuming most of the girls are, are just tipping away um doing I suppose what 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 they can and and the thing is we don't want to peak too soon you don't want to be too fit going back because we don't know if it's going to come to a halt again um so the lads in fairness they've been unbelievable the 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 whole management team like you know they're the most approachable bunch of, of lads you could ever meet um and they're always there just just on the other end of the phone if you do need to contact them or if you're struggling with anything whether it's um, exercise or diet or whatever you just give them a bell or a text you know and and, and they're straight back with, with an answer um, to help you out so I suppose everything's still up in the air so everyone's kind of just tipping away we've nothing really set in stone at the moment which I, I think is is good Um, it's what we did last year um, during our break you know there was no pressure on us to do this amount of runs this week this amount of hurling drills this week and I think that that really benefited us as a team and I think will hopefully benefit us going forward into this year's championship. 
And that's it. We look forward to talking in 2021 as well. But we'll finish up how we started Saturday week. What's the plans for watching the All-Stars? I'm assuming you're confident you're going to pick up a second All-Star yourself. And who, know, and, who, and who knows afterwards, maybe there'll be a bonus. Come here, as I said, you don't go out to the championship thinking about, oh, will I get an All-Star this year or won't I? Um, I suppose it's kind of when the announcement comes about that that's when you actually think about it. But... I, I live with I've, there's four girls that I live with so we're probably going to just sit at the at the TV and, and have a couple of drinks as I said I'm not expecting a whole half past the nomination but I'll enjoy it and, and be delighted for whoever gets it hopefully Denise but look at the end of the day we have we have um, the All-Ireland medal so um, it's 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 an honour to be nominated but whatever happens happens we'll, we'll enjoy the, the night I'd say everyone will just enjoy the night in their own homes have a couple of drinks maybe watching it or whatever I like listening sports stars because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies camogie. Now, as you're all well aware, we've been doing some celebrating ourselves, of course, following guidelines over the weekend, but our award at the Camogie Association Media Awards, and we're delighted to get it. And if you haven't uh, seen the ceremony, you can catch it down on the Camogie Association Facebook or YouTube pages. But of course, we weren't the only victors over the weekend. I'm delighted to be joined by one of my colleagues here, Michael McMullen from the Derry Post, who won the Local Media Award. And Michael, first, congratulations to yourself on winning the Camogie Association media award thanks very much it's very you know it's a brilliant honor for the paper um to pick it up um like every local newspaper the local sports scene is our bread and butter school club county football hurling ladies football camogie so we see ourselves as a very important part of the community and from a camogie point of view you know we, we cover all codes and it's brilliant to pick up this award it's great recognition for us so that yeah, and it is because even leading up to this interview, just reading a few pieces as well, and not just Camogie too, where you would feature some Swatra recently, Anya McAllister, a dual player, but also ladies football as well. I was fascinated to read the one about uh, Glenn Ladies too. And as you said there as well, it's a very, very important part for, for yourselves locally too, because we're all well aware of what the men are at, but the women put in just an equal effort. Very much so. And, um, and the other thing is that 2020 campaign that came in where they want, you know, there's a campaign for more visibility. And I think it definitely has worked. And there's no doubt about it, you know, from, from chatting to some of the Slant Neil girls and, and even from talking to Anya that time, they're putting on the same sacrifices. You know, they're giving up their weekends, they're giving up overtime at work and they're picking up injuries and the, the disappointments that the men have that they have to pick themselves up and go on so it's exactly the same and um, the feedback over this past few days uh, from camogie clubs and camogie people in general has been, has been very positive and uh, it's great to see that, that we're being recognised for recognising uh, female sport and it's, it's a brilliant recognition as well. And I absolutely was delighted to see that you'd won the award because I suppose at times, Michael, and you'll know from being a local reporter, I know you cover a lot of Ulster as well, but uh, counties like Derry can easily be forgotten. But even in 2020 with the uh, campaign, but also the way I suppose the calendar went, we got a chance to see more, dare I say, tier two, tier three counties and got to know a bit more about players that, uh, say, Camogie-wise, outside Galway, Cork, Kenny, you'd really get a chance to see. Yeah, and I think, you know, they touched on it, Darren, during the ceremony about live streaming. I think it has been excellent. But just to touch on something there, I think the split season 
has been absolutely brilliant uh, from the point of view of all codes. But even if you take it in, like I know in Derry from interviewing Anya that time, they saw, and wrongfully, they saw that club nearly got in the way of county. You know, there's nearly, a, 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 and the ladies footballers are finding it as well, that it's nearly an excuse for the county not to blossom. But with the split season, I think it gives clubs a chance to have their own window and counties to have theirs. And then, as you say, then, when you've got a dedicated county window, you can you can cover all grades, you know, from a national uh, broadcaster would be fit to cover all grades of Camogie, you know, top to bottom, no matter what, what uh, you know, intermediate, junior, senior. So I would agree with you, but I think the split season and parking the club in one part, parking the county in another, I think that's that's the way forward, in my opinion. You know, and it gives and everybody though, a chance to it gives everybody a chance to cover it that bit more. I think. And even though provisional calendars are gone out the window at the moment, and we're we're sitting day by day to get some idea of when <laughs> we'll return back to live action, uh, it was disappointing when the first fixture list from the Camogie Association, even the ladies football as well, came out that the split season wasn't there as well because it, I think everybody's been unanimously behind the split season based on what happened in twenty twenty. Definitely, you know, I've interviewed quite a few people over this past few weeks, you know, and months, and every inter-county player, I've asked them the same question, what about the split season? And it didn't matter if it was ladies, camogie, whatever, it was the way to go. And I feel that, um, and again, I wrote a piece a few weeks ago where I think the GEA as a whole should all be under the one umbrella. I think you know, the GA should incorporate ladies football and the Camogie Association. I think they should all be under the same, same umbrella anyway, but that's my personal opinion. And if that's the case, then they're all coming off the same hymn sheet. And I would agree with you. I, I think the ladies and Camogie season should be split. From talking to, you know, new manager Kieran Cunningham and Derry there recently, um, he was saying that, you know, they sent out letters of invitation to 50 players and including them, I think there's at least 10 or 15 who have played minor in the last couple of years, and they're really trying to build. But if the season's not split, some players are using the excuse and saying, look, we're committed to our club and we're not going to the county. Like I was talking to Aoife Shaw, who plays for Derry a few weeks ago, and she was even saying that when Lavi and Derry training was on at the same time, she never got the chance to go to Lavi training. But she had the interest to play club and county and is very enthusiastic about it. But some people would, you know, wanted the time, wanted the commitment and to be able to do both at the same time. And I think if you split the season, it just leaves it far more manageable. That's, you know, I definitely think that's the way it should be. And especially, uh, Michael, for a county like Derry. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, the club-county um, battle rages in every county, but the perception is that it's often very, very big in Derry too, and you've touched on a few points there as well, where uh, for counties like Derry to flourish, at both club and county level, it must be said, the split season will give those players a fair opportunity to represent their clubs and also represent their county. Definitely. Like Shane McGuigan, from a men's football point of view, he used the example of, you know, you, you wouldn't be fully focused on one, you know, and, and, and that's that's the example he used. And I would agree with you, like seeing Derry and, and Camogie, if Derry Camogie had their full uh, panel available and 
everybody was putting their shoulder to the wheel. Derry Camogie should be winning all Ireland intermediate titles every few years. You know, the, the talent is there at school level uh, and, you know, has proved recently with Stantonville at club level. It's definitely there from watching their games this year. Like, it's just a matter of getting everybody to buy in. And I think that's the split season gives Derry a chance to maximise. And if you don't, it's not, it's not really going to work out properly. But, you know, everybody, every single person, for example, you touched on it earlier there, Darren, Anya McAllister. Last year, she was maybe playing a football match on a Saturday for Derry and a Camogie match on a Sunday for Derry. It was tough. How sustainable it is, I don't know. But at least she was prepared to do that because she really wanted to play for both. But throw down the screen into the middle of the equation. She's now got four teams to play for. She can't play both. The opportunity is simply not there. You know, and maybe a dual player at county level, you know, like Teddy McCarthy and Cork, an All-Ireland medalist in both, and Dennis Walsh in 1990. It's freakish that it happens, but it should be allowed to happen. It has to be allowed to happen, in my opinion. And unless you have a split season, I don't think it's really going to be properly feasible. No, we'll certainly wait to see how things pan out with a new calendar. But like Michael is, you've been echoing as well with everybody who's been on the podcast since we came back in January has been saying we were surprised it wasn't there initially. We were hoping it's there in some capacity when we do get a calendar. Let's talk Derry for a couple of moments. And of course, you made a very valid point there. The talent isn't Derry. 29 years ago, when they beat Galway in an All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie final, Kieran Cunningham is in there as well. And it's important that he has access to as many players as possible because while it was a disappointing league in 2020, there were signs in the championship that they can't compete even if the losses to Down and Mead were disappointing. Yeah, well, I was at the Meath team and they were in control for so long. And even from talking to Aoife Shaw last week, she was saying that, you know, the Down team had been together for four, five, six years, and it was a regular 15 that they were able to build. You have the continuity of it. Derry are trying to do that now. They've brought in a lot of young players. Like, one of the big steps that Kieran has made, he's brought in Paddy Downey, who was the minor manager, and he's now in along with him. Paddy would have won... Derry and Ulster medals and football for Balahic. But that's a link between Derry Minor and Derry Senior. And Kieran says that's a must. So they are building for the future. You know, obviously they'll want to throw the kitchen sink at the intermediate grade this year, but they're seeing it as we need to do what downed it and build it. But the talent is there. Um, there's no doubt about that. You said earlier there about the rivalry. Men's football, it's thrown out, I think, as a cheap excuse that the club is the reason why the county's uh, not pulling well. I disagree. When Derry senior footballers were at their height, the club rivalry was at its height as well. You know, it's no different. I just think that um, probably if the Derry senior football, sorry, the Derry senior ladies football and the Derry senior movie team, as they have done this year, they've been very ambitious. They've built up their management teams. They've wiped the slate clean. Like, for example, the Camooks have sent out 50 letters saying, we want you to come and play for Derry. The ladies footballers have done something similar. You have to basically get your house in order, get a setup that everybody really, really wants to play for. And then hopefully, if you get a wee bit of momentum 
And as you know yourself, Darren, if a wee bit of success comes, that's what really brings it on. The club, the club rivalry thing, it's a myth. If you really want to play for your county, you'll play for it, regardless of anything else, you know, in my opinion. And it's even proven too, well, we, people can look in paper and look at the results. Of course, it only tells half a story. And you even mentioned there too, being at the Mead game. And we know how good Mead are. It didn't happen for them this particular year due to Down and Antrim. But it's a very, very competitive intermediate contest. How confident would you be, Michael, of Derry's chances in 2021? I know it's very early to be asking that question when we don't know the way it's going. But as you said there, Kieran has the right intention anyway. And he just needs to make sure he gets the majority of the people he wants in. I think I honestly think that if they every single person that he sent the letter out to, he's got he's got a panel of about forty at the moment. I think they could give that intermediate uh, championship a good shake, you know, a real go. But apart aside from that, it's a long term project. You're always weary to say that because then you're sort of making an excuse that it's going to be, you know, something's going to happen down the line. But I think he's soon he's sort of going at it from a two pronged approach that the young girls are coming in so that they're not missed for the for the years to follow. But this year, like they, they have a they have a very solid team. My, my, my own concern would be that they're not scored enough. Like like that game against Meath, you know, they had they created loads of chances and you know the loads of possession. But if they're able to to, to win more ball up front and create more chances, there's no reason why they couldn't couldn't go and and, and win that all Ireland. But it all comes back to belief. You know, they have to, there has to be a belief that, that they can go and challenge this year, next year, the year after, and create a team environment that everybody wants to play for. If you look at any successful team, you know, just out of the top of my head, you're a goalie, man. You look at Cora Finn, for example, in football. They're starting to win. Everybody wants to play for them. Slapnail's Camogie team, you know, has been the same. Uh, St. Patrick's at Mahara and St. Mary's Maharfelt School Camogie teams. They've created a one-on habit. St. Columns, Japerstown went this year and won in All-Ireland. All the girls going into St. Columns in first year, they know that there's a chance we'll win silverware with their school. It builds that up. Derry have to do the same. And that's why, that's why momentum and getting a few results is very, very important. You know, and if they could do that this year, I think the future for Derry Camogie would sort of take care of itself, you know, in a way. But the only way that they'll really really make any momentum a success and I suppose then that that's putting pressure on them this year that you know they have to go out and, and go a step further or, or get the length of an all Ireland final again. As you say, twenty twelve is a long time ago. It, it, it is indeed, but as you said there too, there was there was signed last year and of course it's just Mark building on that the pieces of the jigsaw there, you mentioned a couple of them already. Of course, one is Slot Neil. Their achievements in recent years uh, creates the interest in them, like an inter-county team. Changing the management crunch, Dominic McKinley going with the Derry Hurlers and Michael McCullough, a former Antrim Camogie manager, coming in to take over for from 2021, I suppose. Yeah, um, Dominic's been there for quite a while, along with uh, Damien McElhenney, uh, a Slot Neil man himself. I would know Damien well. He doesn't owe Slap Neil anything. Um, he has given them so much service. And obviously with Dominic in there, along with him, Mickey Glover had been there for this past few years. So they said all along they were stepping away after this year. Um, the disappointing thing was they were sort of they were sort of hoping to step away after the season. But then there was an Ulster final with Loch Gill and then potentially an All-Ireland series. So they were initially going to stay for that. 
but because of the the way the fixture list went, they felt they couldn't. You know, once it went past, I forget what the cutoff date was, but they said when if it went past a certain time, you know, there was no point. It was time to hand it over to the new management. Slant Neil's ambition is very high. It's about getting back to Croke Park and getting an All All Ireland, and that's the way they look at it. Locally in Derry, Darren, and the club scene is getting a bit more competitive. For a few years, Slant Neil had it all their own way, but. A couple of years ago, Ball on the Screen pushed them all the way in the final, but they hadn't enough firepower to beat them. Last year, Swatra took them to a replay. It was, a, it was an unbelievable game. You could technically then, say they had them bet in the draw match only for a late goal, wasn't it? Exactly. Um, and, you know, the late goal. I think Slam Neil had the one in the game for a long time, in fairness. But whenever, whenever it was going to stop its time, they were gone. Uh, Charlie McAlooney scored the goal to save them. And then they won the replay. So it isn't get it is getting a wee bit tighter, as I would definitely say. Swatter won the league a couple of years ago, and Lavi and Swatter played last year in a semi-final, which was very entertaining for probably three quarters of it before Swatter pulled away. So locally the scene definitely is getting a wee bit more competitive. And then you've obviously got Lockheel have sort of been Slatnail's uh, main rivals in Ulster. You know, Slatnail will see Croke Park as the carrot, and, and so will, uh, you know, so will Mickey McCullough. But it's all about getting back there. But I suppose that's for, that's for another. Because that's what I was about to ask you as well, and you kind of half answered the question. Do we know what's going on in regards to the All Ireland Club series at the moment? It seems to be nobody's made any official announcement that I'm aware of. As things stand, we're assuming that that Ulster final and the subsequent All Ireland series will take place. Yeah, well, the, the last word I got from Kean Kean Nelson and Croke Park was that they were just waiting on the government to make decisions before everything would sort of follow on. The outgoing manager, Damien McAldowney, had heard nothing. Mickey McCullough has heard nothing. So I assume then the San Neil Committee have not been informed. But, um, you know, and then there's also the case of, you know, you have to get back doing some sort of collective training before you play. So... It's hard to know. It's hard to know if it is going to fit back in again. You know, how long can you wait before you decide there's not enough time? We're just going to have to park it and start again next year. Michael, just two questions before I let you go. One, because not just you cover dairy, of course, you do some freelance work as well and you'd have a good gauge on what's happening in Ulster. Downs, All-Ireland success and Thankfully, they're getting to play senior camogie. It's, it's very, very important after what has to be said, a very positive year 2020 for Ulster camogie overall. Definitely has been. Like, for example, Derry pushed Meath in the All-Ireland Series. We had three teams challenged for intermediate. Down are obviously, you know, they're the kingpins at the minute. And I think it's very important that they get to move up to senior grade. There was some sort of a uncertainty where they weren't, but now they are. A, a terrific year overall. In Ulster, you know, Slantdale got to another final, um, you know, and pushed Sarsfields all the way to the last minute. Eglish had made great strides, um, climbed off Camogie as well, and then the county teams. You would just hope then that next year the All Ireland Intermediate title could stay in Ulster. Some columns won uh, an All Ireland Colleges title. You know, you hope that maybe the likes of St Pat's Maharar or, or St Mary's or Cross and Passion can go on and deliver as well. You know, they've been very, very strong crossing passion up there. The scene's fairly, fairly healthy. And, you know, with the coverage that's coming with it, you just hope that it'll, it'll push it on that wee bit more. But um, definitely a good all-around year. 
a good year, three All-Ireland titles and, of course, Downs promotion as well. Michael, finally, just going back to yourself personally, you're uh, taking part in a fundraiser at the moment, 100 Days of Walking, where you're going to do 10,000 steps per day for um, 100 days. Um, just give us an insight into that and how people can support it. Yeah, well, just uh, I noticed a friend doing it last year, but I didn't notice it until about day 15, and I thought, I'm not starting now, I'm going to do it next year. So I just decided to start walking. And then the whole thing about children's mental health, we have a daughter of eight, all our friends are the same. They don't have any, they can't see their friends at school, they've no sport, they've no hobbies. So there's going to be an awful fallout in terms of mental health. Whenever this is all over, people haven't the opportunity to be to my mixing or anything. So I just went to the local school and says, is there any way I can help them? They said that they're having this package called Pathways, where it's going to integrate social, you know, and deal with all sorts of uh, mental health aspects whenever they get back to school. So it's going to cost them two and a half grand. So I just decided to put two and two together and, and raise some money. And the response so far has been amazing. At the minute, I've got £1,900 out of the two and a half grand. So, and I've got 46 days left to raise it. So if anybody, has a few pounds they can spare, they can definitely uh, go to my Just Given page, Just Given Michael McMullen, or go to my Twitter. It's on my bio, at Mal McMullen on Twitter. As I say, the response has been excellent, and every wee donation counts, or go to a good cause. And I sort of plan that if, if, I, if I make the 2,500, that I'm going to give it to the school and... and pick another charity for the rest of the 100 days and raise some money for somebody else. So that, that's the plan. But, you know, the walking's very enjoyable, Darren. And whenever you don't have sport to report on, you need to have something to keep you active. So it's been excellent. And that was the County Derry Post sports editor, Michael McMullen, uh, joining us there talking about uh, winning the award for their own newspaper and what fortunes we can expect from Derry Camogie and their club teams in 2021. And of course, earlier on, you heard from Kilkenny's Grace Walsh, nominee for Senior Player of 2020 at Camogie All-Stars, which comes up on Saturday week, the 16th of March. It'll be streamed live on Facebook. Before we finish up the show, don't forget the Fair Green this week. Galway's two-time All-Ireland winner, six-time All-Star Neve Kilkenny is our special guest. A great listen as well. So we hope you uh, get to listen to that podcast as well as this one too. And we'll be back again next week with plenty happening on the Camogie front as well. And keep an eye on Sports Stars over the next couple of days for some more Camogie news we might have. I'd like to thank our guests again one more time. Grace Walsh, Kilkenny uh, Camogie, uh, well, Player of the Year nominee, I should say. I think it's nearly a given that she's going to win an All-Star. And Michael McMullen from the County Derry Post, winner of a media award. We hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Darren Kelly and this was Sports Stars. Come on, Gee.